We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in to this edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'm Chase Parham, and I'm here with you Today, Jeffrey Wright going to join me uh, in just a few minutes as we will talk a lot of college football, some Major League Baseball, and a little NFL off the top as well on the show today. Uh, Busy day on the network as well. Neil is headed to Mobile, Alabama. He and Tyler Siski are going to do McCready and Siski from the South Alabama campus today in uh, anticipation of Troy in South Alabama. That's John Sumrall and Kane Womack, two former Ole Miss assistant coaches there as head coaches, those respective Sunbelt programs tonight down there. So that's coming up later today on the network. The uh, the weekly hand raise guys has already been pre-recorded. It is ready to go tonight. That's going to premiere as well. I think 7 o'clock, our normal time, even though it's not a live show, that'll be on YouTube tonight. Um, three different guests for that show, so still hang out, check it out. I'll have it in podcast form soon after that. It's Ryan Brown, one of you guys' favorites. He is there, and he'll talk with Matt Moscona about his takes this week on Ole Miss and LSU. And then, as always, Ben Mintz joining tonight on Hand Raise Guys as well. So three different guests coming up for that show tonight. McCready and Siski, uh, Pete DeWeese with uh, the Pete, Pete's Pigskin Preview. That is also going to premiere on YouTube tonight, I think 6 o'clock for that one. Again, it's in podcast form, but as we've been telling you guys, really try to check that out. On, uh, on YouTube. The video helps. You get to see the, the schematics that Pete is talking about. You'll get something from it in podcast form, but nowhere near the same that is available to you when you watch it on YouTube. So I can't recommend that enough as well. So all those things going on today on uh, on the network and then to this show, as it is every single day, brought to you by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Let Blue Sky take care of you. Lunch specials every single day. Those come with any size fountain drink. They come with a, uh, a choice of bread as well. And remember, every single purchase of the Blue Sky lo- at the Blue Sky location here in Oxford, that is a chance to win an official game day Ole Miss football jersey. Given seven of those away this season, including one from Auburn last week, still Alabama to go, Mississippi State as well. More home games left, and that means more opportunities to win with the Oxford Exxon and the Blue Sky location here. So every single purchase a chance to win an Ole Miss official game day football jersey from the guys at Oxford Exxon and Blue Sky. I am in the Clark Ford Studio, 662-257-1900, Amory, Mississippi, Highway 25 South. Let Corey be your truck guy. Let him be your car guy. He will take care of you. No matter where you are in the car buying process, just give Corey a call. Even if you're not buying right now, he can get you set up. He can give you options. Plant some good seeds for you there with Clark Ford in Amory. And Jeffrey will join me on the Raptors Music and Food Hotline. Raptors in Oxford. Busy weekend last weekend. A little less so. Got some football on TV. Go hang out. Great po' boys. Good good drink menu as well. Let Raptors be your home this weekend for uh, Major League Baseball playoffs, the NFL, college football, and more. A little less crowded. Great time to hang out. 
if you're a local at Rafters this weekend or when they return home in a few weeks. Great time there as well from uh, Rafters. So, again, Jeffrey's going to join us. We're going to go over Neil's picks a little bit, games for the weekend, and more. We're on, a, we're on a bit of a hot streak. You look at Neil's picks last week, uh, Jeffrey, Neil, and myself all going 7-3 and three against the spread. Brian five and five against the spread. So while the season hadn't been going overly well, he's been he's been at five hundred two weeks in a row, and then a good race going on overall on the year. Neil at forty and thirty against the spread. I'm thirty nine and thirty one, one game back. Jeffrey thirty five and thirty five. He's at five hundred, and then Brian twenty four and forty six after the back-to-back 500 weeks. The interesting anomaly last week is that we picked the spread. I don't worry about the the winner of the game as much as I do the spread. Brian went 9-1 and one overall. Jeffrey went 7-3 and three overall. Neil and myself went 6-4 and four overall, yet Brian was the worst by two games against the spread. So he picked winners better than any of us, only missed one winner. But against the spread, we all uh, got him again going into the week. So that uh, Neil's picks, by the way, up at rebelgrove.com. You can check that out. We've got some comments, come conda, uh, content coming to you later today as well on the site. So again, busy day on the site, busy day on the pot on the uh, podcast network also. And uh, again, Jeffrey's going to join me in a minute. We're going to talk some Major League Baseball and talk some NFL and more. Pretty lively night in Major League Baseball last night. The Padres uh, overcame an early lead to even that series in San Diego, one game apiece with the Philadelphia Phillies. So Phillies one game, Padres one game, headed back to. Philadelphia for games three, four, and five. And then last night in Houston, in game one of the ALCS, the Astros win 4-2 over the Yankees to knock off uh, New York and take game one there. It was a pretty, pretty rough stretch for the Yankees. They had to beat Cleveland the day before, get on a plane, fly that night, and then play game one last night in Houston. Justin Verlander turned back the clock. He was excellent for the Astros there in game one. So good setup to uh, what's coming up on the show today. Again, uh, a little different. Hand Raised Guys tonight is pre-recorded, but you're going to get the show. You're going to get a long show. Three different guests, three good guests here on the network as well. And with that, we will uh, now go to my conversation on the Raptors Music and Food Hotline with Jeffrey Wright. The Oxford Exxon Podcast brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle, based in Madison, Mississippi, represents clients in more than 20 states. They've got advisors in multiple states as well. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. Pinnacle investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. It's mypinwealth.com. Also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Get in touch with John if you're thinking about planning a special trip that creates a lifetime of unique memories. All you got to do is give him some parameters, give him a budget. He's going to give options that you're not going to find on your own, and you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387, or send him an email, jedwards at regencytravel.net. We're also brought to you by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Uh, Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio, and more. 306 South Lamar, just south of the square courthouse in Oxford. Also brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency has been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. Are you on the job hunt? Whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, so much more. They can help you, and it's always free for the candidate. All the conversations are kept confidential, so get in touch with the people at Service Specialist. If your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, they can help you too. Payment of service solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. Nothing to lose, so give Will, Sidney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. We're also brought to you We're also brought to you by Corinth Dental. 
Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself every day. Corinth Dental's helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. Go to CorinthDental.com. They have 12 months. 12 months, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Also brought to you by Pinpoint Real Estate, based out of Jackson. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes, such as industrial, retail, office, medical, and land. B.B. Mitchell with Pinpoint provides a plethora of commercial real estate services, but his core focus is sourcing investment properties for his clients. He advises his clients looking to acquire income-producing property with all risk tolerance levels, ranging from vacant buildings to investment-grade stabilized assets. To learn more, get in touch with B.B. at 601-934-5008. And brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. So much offered at Southern Traditions. Get in touch with them. It's also a great place for event planning, uh, parties, uh, conventions, that kind of thing. So get in touch with them at on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Jeffrey Wright now joining us on the Raptors Music and Food Hotline, as he does every Thursday morning. We're going to get a plenty of football, Jeffrey, but last night, uh, Padres tie the Phillies 1-1 in their series, and then the Astros take a 1-0 series lead over the Yankees, winning 4-2 in Houston. And I was reading some commentary from The Athletic this morning about how it's time to just talk talk about Houston as a good team, to forget all the trash can talk and all that stuff. As, a, as an NL Central person where the Astros were for a really long time, just kind of curious here because even not caring, I, I don't know that I'm anywhere near there yet. Like I cannot just call the Astros some fun-loving bunch right now. Yeah. Um, also, how do we know they're not cheating still? Well, that's a good point. They might have just changed their cheating, right? Right. I mean, this is my whole deal with baseball when everyone does the whole, um, you know, this is the clean record. You sure? You done the investigation? Or is that just, like, your perception? Which is fine. Like, I don't care. Um, they still have Alex Bregman. He's still really hateable. Ooh, we can find individual players we hate and build off that. That's what I always do. Okay. I, I you, think Bregman has a top ten, like, most punchable face of all time. You give the Yankees any shot here? I mean, I think you have to give them some shot just because they can hit, right? Yeah, and it's a, I mean, it's a seven-game series. It's a seven-game series between, I mean, what did the Yankees win, 99 games? Sure. I mean, to sit there and act like they have no shot, not really. I mean, that was a pretty tough spot. You you win on Tuesday night in pretty much what's essentially a bullpen game, and then you got to go down Wednesday. I mean, it does feel like if they're going to have any shot, they got to win game two. Yeah, you can't be down two other than head back to New York and play three, although the Yankees have done that to the Braves before, 96 World Series. Um, why do we do? Why do we do, still do two three two in baseball? You want two two one one one? I mean, is, doesn't everyone kind of agree that's universally better? Well, especially when I mean, travel for the players is not hard. Right. I I got I it mean, when I, I understood when everyone was flying commercial, but like they're there in an hour. It's cool. We'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, they're all they're all they're all flying. You know, they're doing charter planes and whatnot. So like, I I don't. I think everyone pretty much agrees two two one on one is a better format where would you do off days i've always thought you should do in between the you know two off day two off day one off day uh and you put you should play six and seven in my opinion back to back oh and just travel they uh yeah. or that night or whatever and then yeah play the next day yeah well, especially outside the World Series, because I mean, well, I mean, I mean, the reality is the off day should just be whatever day, whenever the series starts, take off Saturday and Sunday. Those should be those should be your off days. Oh, avoid the football. Tell, yeah, avoid football. Get some television. Time. Neil said he talked to you about it the other day. Your Giants just keep winning football games. I mean, where's the ceiling at, bud? What's going on right now? Ceiling is like the last wild card team, I think. Um, so you still think they have a very, very firm ceiling? And, and, well, is that because they can't catch the Eagles, or is that because of just in a vacuum where they are in the NFC? Um, I think it's mainly just because of what I've been watching. Like okay. in the end, they did lose at home to the Cowboys, and 
with Cooper Rush and the Cowboys played Philly on the road too. And I mean, the final score was close, but I mean, we all kind of watched that game. Like that, that was kind of a, you know, that was a pretty convincing win for the Eagles. But to me, what it really boils down to, it's like the Giants have trailed, I believe in four of their five wins for the majority of the game. I, I was looking it up yesterday. I believe the Giants have only had seven had the ball for seven minutes with the lead this entire season. So that does feel a little flukish. You know what I mean? Like I understand like coaching and scheme and whatnot matters, but at a certain point, like I kind of view it right now. It's a lot like the Wildcat. Like it's gonna work, but then people are gonna start kind of scheming up against the Giants and then the talent's gonna then it's going to become a talent matchup. That's when the Giants are going to struggle. The bigger thing is that just from an organizational standpoint, do you believe in them at this like at, the, at this juncture? I mean, like management, executives. I, I mean, obviously, Dabble's did a good job. Like, what does that look like in a in a five year window? I am the only complaint that I have right now is that I think we're ruining a draft pick, and it does seem very obvious to me that they're done with Daniel Jones, and that's why like they're running him like they are and whatnot, which is fine. But my only complaint is they're winning. The amount of winning of games is kind of hurting them from a quarterback standpoint. But maybe it's entirely possible that they're not in love with this quarterback class. Um, also, like this is the this is the group that backdoored their way into a playoff berth with Tyrod Taylor, and then they turned it into a, a Josh Allen draft pick. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I, I the the bigger the bigger story for me this year is that they have, you know, so far Shane, Shane's had one draft and I think most people are like, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then Dayball has clearly been, I don't even think it's even close on the best rookie head coach. And I think thus far, I, I think he's the front runner to be coach of the year. Well, there's no doubt about that. I mean, frankly, the ceiling's not even that crazy where he can he, he doesn't have to win a ton more games to even get that honor, I don't think. I mean, you're in the conversation considering what they were. That's that's where they're gonna sit at. I mean, he's no Nathaniel Hackett right now, but you know, he's doing a pretty yeah. good fair. So something to college football. Uh Ole Miss LSU, clearly the most interesting SEC game of the week, two thirty CBS for that one from Baton Rouge. And you kind of said it in Mills picks. There's a feeling about LSU here. There's some trends that favor LSU over a year, multi-year period, things along those those natures. However, we all four picked Ole Miss to win this football game, and I'm kind of going off the premise that Kiffin has simply made a lot of those trends irrelevant over the course of the last 21, 22 games, and Ole Miss just keep winning, keeps winning football games. But I have very little confidence in this pick, and I don't know if I'm staring at helmets. I don't know if it's the fact that Ole Miss hasn't won there since 2008. I don't know if it's the 2014 thing popping back up. I'm just giving Ole Miss a lot of benefit of the doubt here, but I don't know exactly what I think this game is going to look like. I've had confidence in Ole Miss in one game this year. It was going to Georgia Tech. Um, and I don't mean that like negatively. I'm just saying like when we're talking about covering the spread, like last week I felt pretty good they were going to win that game. The question was whether or not they were going to cover. Um, they ended up not, um, by, you know, whatever one score. Sure. Um, but what did they kick? Did they kick two field goals or one field goal. I was trying to remember. It was two, wasn't it? I think it was two. I think both teams kicked two. Um, and so there, you know, there's your difference if you're going to cover a, a three score line. Um, but I mean like the Kentucky game, did you have confidence they were going to cover Like the only reason why. I picked them to cover that game is because the line didn't make any sense. And it turns out like I should have just taken the points. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, I think what it really boils down to me for though, is I think Ole Miss is going to run it on them. And I do think there's a ceiling for LSU's offense. I mean, I know everyone's going to point to that Florida game, but like, I understand what Auburn did to Ole Miss's defense last week, but I think I'd take Ole Miss's defense over Florida's defense. So, and what we've seen from LSU thus far is getting into the 30s is not really a game that they want to get into. Doesn't mean they can't, but it's not really a game they want to get into. 
And I think on the road, particularly, Kiffin tends to get the game a little more uh, in the mud. It feels like most of the drunk games the last two years with Kiffin, it feels like most of the drunk games have ended up like being at home. But it's the uh, it's the road games that are a little more stable, at least from a scoring standpoint. And I just think Ole Miss has the best offense in this game or has the best unit in this game with mm-hmm. their offense. And I think there's a case to be made. The second best unit is still their defense. Ooh. So okay. um, now after last week, I don't know about that, but you know what I mean? There's still a case to be made. Um, and so when I look at it that way, the line's essentially a pick em, So I'm just taking Ole Miss. Why do you think the road games have been more for script? I think it, there's, I think it has always been more, uh, he brings he brings the run game and brings the defense on the road way more. Um, and I think I think they're a little less risky on the road. I think that's a big part of it. And I I don't know what his analytic book says, but I I would imagine it probably says that because the more you keep your offense on the field, I think there's more turnover possibilities. Oh sure, yeah. buy that. I mean, that's the other thing is for Dart and it being his first real road start. So, you know, you can always use tempo to try and, you know, to try and take a crowd away. But the problem is with tempo is you need communication really to run tempo. And it's still harder to do that. So there's kind of a wash. But I mean, to me, I think this game really boils down to I know I kind of know what I'm getting out of Ole Miss's offense. This game boils down to me. What can Ole Miss's defense do to? What can Ole Miss's defense do to LSU? Yeah, I mean, the, the thing on the offense is that Jackson Dart, I don't know how he's going to communicate. I don't know what sort of logistical issues they're going to have. However, I also don't think he's going to wilt like we've seen at times from people at all. Like, I, I, I don't expect some sort of, oh, God, there's a road game and he's going to just fall apart and, and not know what to do. I mean, frankly, you know, Bo lost his composure in 14 pretty good, turns around, starts yelling, all that kind of stuff. Well, the, I, 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 the it's a more level coach. deal. The head coach lost his composure that game. The sideline lost. Yeah. They they were not a composed. They lost that game because they were not a composed football team. They did. They, yeah. Offensively, they just completely fell apart and couldn't do anything. Uh, I mean, we were on that sideline at the end. I can't remember. I know it was me and Neil. I mean, that sideline was chaos. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment 
and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. That final like six minutes. Yeah, Lane's going to have a better situation on that, if nothing else. There will be more control, yes. Yeah. No, look, you, you mentioned it. Ole Miss defensively, they're banged up a little bit. The middle of the field, incredibly important. I mean, you saw Butte finally get open for LSU a little bit against Florida. I think he had 115 yards, something like that, after not doing much of anything. I mean, he torched Ole Miss for like 300 or something in 2020 when they won that game, when Matt had, had the interceptions and all that stuff going on. I mean, to me – this is is Jaden Daniels good enough to consistently get Butte the ball in the middle of the field in places where Ole Miss is not guarded very well. Stay away from the corners because Ole Miss has done a good job with Ignatius and Prince on the outside. And then Ole Miss traditionally over the last fifteen games, if you want to call that traditionally, has struggled with running quarterbacks and quarterbacks who can at least make things happen outside of the pocket. So I, I think to me it's just what is sort of the level of ability for Daniels to do that in a back-to-back week against all this Ole Miss defense? Can, can Daniels keep his own cool enough, not throw it to the other team, and play a game in the 30s and win it for LSU? I think that's that's a part of it. I think the other – along those same lines, I think the other question is can LSU's, deep, or can LSU's offensive line hold up? Because their offensive line has not been great. And what most people say is the biggest difference between them last week and the previous weeks is the the fact that they protected Daniels better. Well, is that a is that a LSU is starting to gel on the offensive line, which is a possibility, or is that maybe Florida hasn't really gotten pressure on anybody, and so that's what happened? You know what I mean? Like I think those are those are legitimate questions to me. Florida, in plain sight, has basically sucked for two years now. They're a bad football team. I know they yeah, beat Utah, mixed, but they're not good. They've mixed in a statement loss against Alabama, uh, and then they had that Utah win, which no one really knew knew what to do with. You still don't really know because Utah's not bad. Utah's not bad, but Utah is the ultimate. They are such a different team at home and on the road. And then on top of that, like you just cannot. To me, like you cannot ignore the fact that it was a team from Utah that went to Gainesville, Florida on Labor Day weekend. Like, there's yeah. nothing that can prepare you for that. Yeah. <laughs> they were going to wilt at some point. It just was what right. it was. Like, and, and is it any surprise that it happened to be Florida made their charge late? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Richardson looked competent that day. He yeah. showed up and actually fulfilled some well, ability for let's, once. Let's more. let's also be clear. Utah, you. The other problem with Utah this year is. It's like a backwards Utah team in the sense that their offense can score, but their defense has really been bad. Like it wasn't just last week. Like UCLA just lined up and just ran it down their throat. Like it ended up only being a 10 point game. If you watched that game, it was not a 10 point game. Like I had Utah in that game. And basically like in the second quarter, I was like, this is dead. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a weird Utah team like that. But if you think about it, that makes sense for why Florida was able to be successful. I think with Florida, the games that they're going to be successful are the games that Richardson can get out on the edge. It's why when people look at the final score of the Florida-Tennessee game, I don't really hold it against Tennessee because that is a team that he could get to the edge on. And that was something that kind of concerned me if you were about that game back then. But like, not everyone's going to they're not going to be able to do that against everyone. There are a lot of teams that have good defensive ends that can kind of keep them in the pocket. The Oxford Exxon podcast also brought to you by dead Soxy. Go to dead Soxy.com. Uh, use the promo code rebel Grove, get 25% off the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Dead Soxy.com college corners, your one-stop rebel shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to fleet feet and Flowood. It's next to half shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. The Oxford Exxon Podcast also brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand select pieces from top designers, from work to lifestyle to nightlife. They've got the perfect something for everyone. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, so many more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. We're also brought to you by our friends at Walk-On's. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Uh, visit their stores in Oxford or Ridgeland today. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items 
at a stock start at just one dollar that's right every item starts at just one dollar shop now at a stock.bid or download their app name your price on thousands of items from big name retailers a stock auctions has multiple locations around nashville that offer local pickups so don't miss out want it bid it win it Solutions RX is a probiotic multivitamin and supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here inside Mississippi. I've been taking some uh, Solutions RX products for a while. What they really do is they just help with um, create, God, reversing is the word I was looking for, the depletion of minerals and vitamins in your body from some of the medicines that you take. It puts those vitamins back into the body. Helps with those side effects, helping you stay more compliant and taking your medications, helping you stay healthier over the long term. SolutionsRx.com. Type in the promo code OEP at checkout. Get 10% off your first order. Hawkem Portable Buildings, $79.91. Highway 7 South in Hawkem. Custom builds your building to your specifications, however you want your carport, ATV, your storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings. Hawkem can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, the doors. Hawkem makes it happen. In-house financing is available, free delivery and setup within 75 miles of Hawkem as well. For more information, call 662-226-2233 or go to HawkemBuildings.com. We're also brought to you by 7 South Tailgating. Still a couple of games left in November. Alabama coming to town, so is Mississippi State. To uh, make sure that your uh, tailgate is one that is easy for you, one that you'll always remember, one that's uh, convenient where you can enjoy your friends and the game and not worry about all the setup and cleanup, get in touch with the people at 7SouthTailgating.com. Submit your request today. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your order. ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell-recognized system integrator based in Baldwin, Mississippi. They have a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. To learn more, go to ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. You mentioned UCLA briefly there. They're five-and-a-half-point underdogs at number 10 Oregon on Saturday, same time as Ole Miss. A lot of people that was listening to us will not be watching this game. It's on Fox or FS1. But UCLA, they've run the football. They have put together a hell of a season to this point. I was really down on Chip Kelly in the offseason. I thought he was – sort of a West Coast version of Jimbo where it felt like his offense was played out at that point. Has he made some adjustments or are they simply put it together a team that's fairly talented and can operate that scheme? Uh, it's a little, little column A, little column B. Um, he's not really running like the blur offense. Um, the reality is whether or not it's coincidence or whether or not it's true, he's doing kind of what he'd been talking about for you know, a couple of years now when he kept using the bamboo analogy, like, you know, you keep watering it, you keep watering it. And then all of a sudden it grows. He's really good up front on the offensive line. Like they've got real dudes up front, got a very solid running game and they kind of know what they are. Like it doesn't look like it to the, uh, it doesn't look like it to the untrained eye, but really what they are is a power run team, a counter team, and then a play action shot team. And he's got DTR kind of, you know, knowing exactly like he's playing really comfortably and then they run their screen game and whatnot. But I mean, for the most part, the reality is like it looks different kind of uh, it looks different, like from a visual aspect. But really what they are is just like a power run game and play action team. So you won't be shocked if they beat Oregon on Saturday. Not at all, because it's kind of like this is one of the more this is kind of the question that that I have. It's similar to Michigan. Now, Michigan does it more 
visually like what we're used to seeing, mm-hmm. like, you know, quarterback under center, they're still running. Like, but it's, if you watch the concepts, it's a lot of the same concepts that they do. Um, and in fairness to Chip Kelly, like even when he was at Oregon running the blur offense, like they, they did have like more traditional run sets than I think they got credit for. Um, but one of the, the questions that I have is now that everybody is running the same thing, you know, everyone's running the spread and, you know, RPOs and trying to take deep shots. Is there like a, is there like a um, opportunity out there for someone to do like, like is what Michigan's doing? Should we maybe stop rolling our eyes as much and being like, okay, well that's fine. Maybe you can win the big 10 or you can, you know, whatever, but like, that's not going to win the playoff. I don't know. Maybe with everybody doing the same thing. And now that now that rosters are now that rosters are designed more to stop spread offenses, maybe there's a chance for you to, to run the power game. And that can be a kind of a zig when they zag. I mean, if someone had the roster to do it, I do think the most dominant offense right now, if you had the roster to do it, if you could run like the traditional pro style offense with tempo, I, I do think you would maul people, but you'd have to have, you'd have to have, you know, four deep at every position. You think so? You'd have to be Georgia level of talent plus. Some. I think even I think you'd have to be Georgia and Alabama combined. Yeah, I mean that's the problem with that. But I mean I, I get what you're saying because look, I mean offensive creativity is simply doing different than whatever the other person is doing. And yeah, if every defense is smaller and all that kind of stuff, we'll run right at them. I mean, it's the two things that are creative are that, and then two, it's what Ole Miss has done well is having some flexibility to your offense. Whereas you're not yep. a one trick pony. If they can stop one thing, okay, well I'll do this instead. And I'll counter right. off that. Cause so many teams go, by God, this is the system and this is what we're running. Yeah. And honestly, it's kind of the interesting thing to me this year in the NFL. Remember when Alabama when Alabama's defenses started to look a little smaller or like a little, maybe smaller is not the right word, slimmer. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because it was all about defending the spread. Well, now what you're seeing is a lot of these NFL defenses, what they're doing is they have gotten these more athletic linebackers and they're playing a lot of coverage deep. And so they're taking away the explosive deep shots and they're making you go the length of the field. Well, guess what? We saw that in college football like the last five or six years. It is funny how it's funny how the NFLs it took them, and maybe it's because like in college, hey, now these guys are getting to the NFL. Like that's going to be the the answer. But it's like, yeah, no, we we've been seeing this in the NFL, or we've been seeing this in college football for like the last five or six years, where you just keep everything in front and hope you win in the red zone. Well, that's kind of now like what NFL teams are doing. I know that Texas A&M is not good, and I understand that they should have more losses and all that, and they're nowhere near their expectations. But I look at South Carolina. I mean, like, so shouldn't shouldn't Alabama have more losses? Well, sure. I guess my point is inside this game is that this is only a four-point line, and A&M is vastly more talented than South Carolina, at least, even though they're young and they screw up and Jimbo's a dinosaur in a lot of ways. But you look at South Carolina, and outside of a Will Levitt's absent Kentucky win their best game is a 14 15 point loss to Arkansas I just feel like Carolina is not getting enough points here to take the Gamecocks I'm with you I hope that's not the trap um they're not good even even to your point about that Arkansas loss I watched every snap of that one because I was I was heavily invested in that game Mm -hmm. um that was not a 12 that was not a two score game yeah. Like that was the ultimate he was playing hard till the end of the game and make the final score look better. But like in the deciding moments, Arkansas was like ahead by three scores. Well, they were I, physical I, and dominant. I, I'm with you. I think Texas AM, you can make fun of them all they want. I think they have a better football team than South Carolina. Like I I could be proven wrong, but that is my my eyes tell me that they have a better team. You're the only person taking Texas on Saturday. You've got 38-31. Well, and, and by the way, I'm also forsaking my guy. Well, okay. Fair enough. You mentioned that Oklahoma State 5-0 and against the spread as an underdog since last season. 10-1-1 against the spread in league play over that stretch. Shit, they've just won a lot of games, period. I mean, they're like 18-3 and or something over the last 21. Um, 
nonetheless, they're, they're they're basically the same as Ole Miss. Yeah, they are. They're exactly actually. Is is Texas better than I'm giving them credit for being? Yes. Okay. They would have lost that game last year, or uh, you talking about in Yeah, the game okay. at Iowa State last like they lose that game last year. They lose that game really like the last like ten years. Um, because Iowa State like got them into their game. Ewers is really good. They've got playmakers on the outside. Listen, if you tell me that they go on the road, like I think their worst game of the year was the Texas Tech game, but that was also with Hudson Card, and also Card was banged up as well that game. Like they've been pretty good with Ewers. Like I'm just gonna kind of trust my eyes on this one, and then also. Man, I don't know. Like, I get it. It was on the road. Maybe you come back home, and that's the right recipe. But that TCU loss, like, I've seen losses with Gundy. Like, this, like the Iowa State game last year, it wasn't like this. Like, they had, they had the game in control, and they just had to figure out a way to get it, you know, get it to the house. And they couldn't do it. And then you lose in double overtime. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm kind of trusting. I'm kind of trusting college football history that that usually turns into another loss and if I'm wrong I'll be happy to be wrong because in the end I was wrong because I I I I abandoned my guys where are you on Texas as a program over the next three four years I think they're pretty close meaning CFP contenders I mean obviously not this year but I think they're pretty close like feels like maybe one or two classes away Ooh. I mean, right? Because I asked you this a couple Saturdays ago. If you had to pick one, you're taking Texas far more successfully in the SEC than Oklahoma. Yes, 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's well, I mean, the question now for Oklahoma is, can they, uh, A, are they going to do one and done with Venables? Um, which I believe they don't want to do. But what if their hand gets forced? And then they have this awkward question of, their golden boy is in Tennessee right now. And on top of that, it still isn't. My understanding is it still has not been fixed between Stoops and Heupel. Mm-hmm. And Stoops is still very much a part of the Oklahoma family. Oh, so, he's all in. I mean, he's at every damn press conference when they need a friendly face. So, you know, what does that build frustration and angst in the fan base when you're watching Josh Heupel go and and do all this for Tennessee? Well, 100%. I mean, I mean Heifel I, is a damn PR genius compared to Venables, too. I mean, they have, like, one of the most boring coaches in the country in addition to him losing. Well, and on top of that, like, I don't know. turns out Heifel's a pretty, pretty good football coach. He like, is. you know, the thing that I thought was interesting about last week, despite Tennessee making, like, Tennessee made the critical errors that should have cost them the game. You know, they have the fumble mesh. Uh, they they let Alabama back into the game. They throw the pick. Like, all these things should have, like, crippled them. And they just kept, like, they just kept coming right back at them. And I don't know. Like, I just found myself kind of impressed by them. Now, I do think it's also important to note, like, they got that game the way they wanted it to. Like, the game script was drunken mm-hmm. shootout. And you can tell... Saban will get into that, but like they weren't, that was not the game plan. I think the Saban game plan was to try to do to, to try to do to Tennessee what they had done to Ole Miss last year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Be a front runner, dominate. Well, and, and yeah. try to run the ball down their throat, yeah. and they couldn't do it. Well, and that's their problem because at the end of the day, they don't have wide receivers doing a ton. If you're Alabama, Gibbs is their best offensive player outside Bryce Young, and their offensive line's been very mediocre relative to Alabama standards the entire season. I mean, you said it. They, they, they should have three losses right now. Well, I mean, that's kind of my bigger deal is how much of this is talent and how much of this is part of, like, going back to your original question about Texas, how much of this is, like, Bill O'Brien's not Steve Sarkeesian? Like, mm-hmm. Sarkeesian is scheming up explosive plays at Texas. I saw him scheme up explosive plays at at Alabama before that. O'Brien schemed up 
explosive plays when he had Jamison Williams. And by scheming them up, I mean he said, hey, Jamison, go deep. Like, and we'll throw it to you. But this offense under O'Brien has just always looked kind of clunky. It doesn't please the eye. LeBron is not exactly getting Sarkeesian-type looks from everybody else, too. Everybody looks at it and goes, eh, I'm all right. Well, and his name gets dropped like Sarks did. You know what I mean? Like, it's to your point, like, his name is getting dropped at every job, and it's still just everyone's like, okay, I'm good. Because I was buying Sarkeesian the whole time. I mean, I didn't know he was going to end up at Texas, but I thought he was going to be a very successful Division I football coach again. I I agree. And he's going to win. I will say I was surprised that Texas did what they did, but, yeah, I agree with you. So a little lightning around here. I know you got to go in a minute. Uh, given Vanderbilt any shot on Saturday? Oh, I did, did you see I did research on our like little prompt? Remember when we were just thinking out loud, like, is 15 and a half truly a trap number? And the uh, answer is? Yes, it is 100% a trap number. It's like 70% a trap number. Like, just take it. So at 15. Now, here's the scary part. Um, it, like, I was dating back to 2017. I can't remember exactly how many games there were. But there was only one team that had not covered getting 15 and a half or more, and it was Vanderbilt, and they had not covered three times. Now, the flip side, good argument. Do you know who the worst team in the SEC when being favored by 15 and a half is? <laughs> Missouri. Go Tigers. Okay. So it's screwing us both ways here, is what you're Correct. saying. Yeah, yeah. It's like pick your points. Like that is a right. phenomenal stat. They are nine underdogs nine five and one against the spread in SEC play since seventeen yep. and that fourteen and a half to sixteen and a half. And three of the five losses are Vanderbilt. Yep. yep. So that was that was that was that was something. Now I'm telling you, dude, they picking Missouri to cover a three score game. Good God, though. Yeah, but good God, Vanderbilt. I know. Like uh, Ole, Miss, Ole Miss tried for basically a quarter and a half and covered three scores yeah. on the road. Are you interested in Kansas State TCU? Yes, because I'm just going with Sharps. Sharps are all over Kansas State, but my gut says that TCU might be able to still kind of roll on them. You're higher on TCU than I am, and you're probably right. You've seen them way more than I have. They have they have one stud receiver that nobody can cover, and in this day in college football, if you've got that guy, it matters. Last thing, you've got Clemson against Syracuse. You're not buying the orange to to hang around here in Death Valley on Saturday. I, sorry, we had a problem here in the office, but uh, I've watched a decent amount of Syracuse this year, and I feel like I've got a good beat on them. You should treat them very similarly, like you treat you treat Wake Forest. When they're going up against the rest of the ACC, they're going to they're going to be in every single game, but when they go up the class like I mean, do you really think Schrader's going to go and win a game against Clemson or even keep it within two scores? No. No. So, sometimes just keep it simple. Yeah. All right, who you got on the show this afternoon? Uh, so uh Eric Castletine will join us. Grizzlies of course win their home opener in overtime. Uh so we'll talk that later and then we'll get into football the rest of the week. Okay. Enjoyed it, bud. Thought he's All right. That was Jeffrey Wright on the Raptors Music and Food Hotline. Appreciate his time every single week as we uh, talk plenty of college football, some other topics as well as we're all gearing up toward Ole Miss and LSU from Baton Rouge Saturday, 2.30 on CBS for that one. A line that, is, that has shifted a pretty good bit. I mean, you look at it from when it opened up at the first of the week. I mean, I've got it up in front of me here, October 16th. That was on, uh, I guess, Sunday or Monday. Sunday. Um, The first line comes out at LSU getting one and a half to two points, depending on the the book that you're talking about, a really early line there. And then the next morning, it goes to uh, Ole Miss favored by one on that, down to even later in the day, and then all the way up now to LSU favored by two. Um, I'm trying to see if that's even two and a half when I look at BetUS. They've got the biggest line right now. Bavada also, LSU, a two and a half point favorite against the Rebels. So we're talking about four, three and a half, four point, maybe four and a half point line movement over the course of the week, which is a ton when there's not some significant injury. I mean, that's a line that typically would be associated with a quarterback or a big time wide receiver or something along those lines. But this is simply 
movement related to, uh, to, to, to money movement, I would assume, um, with this. I mean, look at it here. And um, you've got uh, you've got Ole Miss here at a, a, at a, at a not a significant underdog. I mean, it's two points. I mean, from a money line standpoint, you're not getting much at all if you would like to bet on that. If you want to bet on LSU from a money line standpoint, your best line is minus 130. Not a lot of value there in the best Ole Miss money line, plus 115. So that is uh, winning 115 if you bet 100. On the Rebels, you have to bet 130 to win 100 on LSU at the moment. 85% of the money is on the over, which is crazy when you consider that Ole Miss games have really gone under over the last 15 games or so. 85% on the over versus the under right here. 68 the number for that. You can get it at 67.5, but the uh, predominant over-under total for Ole Miss and LSU is 68 at the moment. So, Going into the weekend, or at least right now as we record this on Thursday morning, Ole Miss a two-and-a-half-point underdog in Baton Rouge, 66% of the money on the Rebels, and then a total of around 68. Uh, the game tonight is on ESPNU, some talking college football. That is USA and Troy, where Neil will be, and then uh, Saints and Cardinals, the Amazon ESPN, or sorry, NFL, yeah, not ESPN, Amazon NFL game of the evening, Cardinals and Saints, God help us all, both teams two and four, and that kicks off at 7.15 Central Time in Arizona for uh, for that one tonight. And then a little bit of a surprising thing, Ole Miss beat them up pretty good a few weeks ago, they fired Jeff Collins, Georgia Tech, Three and three now. They host Virginia tonight, and if they win, Georgia Tech three and zero in the Coastal. Don't know who had that going on. I mean, they were a horrendous football team when Ole Miss saw them a few weeks ago. But Georgia Tech has done better without Jeff Collins. Again, decent chance for them to get to uh, to get to three and zero in the Coastal and four and three overall tonight in Atlanta as they host uh, the Cavaliers there from Virginia. So that's sort of the setup. Again, we'll have more coverage to you, rebelgrove.com. We will have more podcasts available as well. Big night on the on the, uh, on the the channel from that standpoint. You've got McCready and Siski today live from Mobile, Alabama. You have got Pete's Pigskin Preview. And then also uh, Hanray's Guys, which is going up tonight at 7 o'clock. Ryan Brown, Ben Mintz, Matt Moscona all joining for that show. So thanks to Jeffrey as always. And we will talk to you again very, very soon. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com